Orthodox Arts Festival podcast, Christian podcast to inspire, educate, and entertain an emerging global Christian community. Welcome to Inspirational Entertainment. Hello everyone, this is Orthodox Arts Festival. I would like to take this opportunity to introduce you to one of the singers who will be presenting their work at this year's Orthodox Arts Festival. My name is Ioannis Antoniadis, and my guest today is Emma Zebila, a British singer who currently lives and works in Nicosia and Cyprus. Hello, Emma. Welcome Hello. to the Orthodox Arts Festival. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a great pleasure to have you here today. Thank you, um, thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this is your first time at the festival, but you are no stranger to me uh, because we were parishioners in the same church in Bath in UK for many years, where yeah. you were the choir, the choir master until you married and went to Cyprus. Indeed, yes. I have to admit that uh, I never imagined that God had put such a remarkable gift within a shy young woman. <laughs> you have a truly outstanding voice. Uh, and I am delighted that you replied to our invitation to participate in our festival and our interview request. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks to God. He, he blessed your ears to like my singing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's not only me. Many people that heard had a similar sentiment. So my first question will be about your childhood in UK and your musically gifted family. So tell us a little bit about, about your childhood growing up with, you know, within your family and everything and school. Yes. Well, um, I, I grew up in a, in a musical family. My parents met at music college. So there was always um, music in the house, I guess you could say. Um, I started playing around on the piano when I was about three with my, with my dad playing the, um, bass parts and me kind of making up melodies at the top um, and there was a lot of singing I guess and we would just uh, because we all had my dad was a bass and my mum was a, a soprano they were classically trained singers um, and my sister and I would sort of join in the middle parts so we'd have a kind of four part thing going on or try to anyway and my sister and I would would fight over the notes you know, that was my note. You took my note. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, quite a, a lively, loud household with lots of musical stuff going on, I guess. So yeah. what was your um, education uh, in early years, you know, except your family training? Did you actually start early uh, going to other schools, specialized schools? Actually, no. Well, I, I went to a a, a regular school. Um, I had lessons. I had music lessons, um, piano and violin. Um, I did have the opportunity to go to a specialised school when I was um, 16 uh, to Wales Cathedral School, but uh, I was too shy at that time to change schools and I had a kind of major panic about it and I ended up staying, staying in the school I was in which for better or for worse, you know, don't know how it would have been, but I stayed in the school I was in and, you know, we had nice musical opportunities there as well. And we had a nice folk band and that's when I got into folk music and I loved, I loved that. That was probably my favorite, favorite thing at school was the folk band. 
I mean, uh, Wells Cathedral is uh, world-renowned. People from all over the world, they are just uh, trying, <laughs> trying desperately to get in. It's amazing that uh, you had such a I had an education. opportunity. I was, I was probably foolish to, to turn that down, but yeah, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so uh, what about uh, your later education? Um, you went to university for as far as I remember. Uh, so what exactly, tell us yes. about At first I did, uh, I went to Manchester and I did uh, a year and a half of music and drama, but I struggled very much there and actually left halfway through and then went back and did um, a, a degree in Bath Spa doing, doing, that was a couple of years later, doing music again with um, creative writing, which um, was more more up my street than the, than the drama at Manchester. Um, so I completed that and then I did a, a master's at York University um, in, a, in a course called Community Music, which is an interesting title. But um, yeah, so that was my, my education. Was it easy as an Orthodox woman to have an education as such here in UK? Uh, as such, what do you mean exactly? I mean, uh, you, your moral upbringing um, must have been challenged in some way, uh, I imagine, in school, but I, I only assume. Uh, yes. Um, well, I think that, is a, that for me, there was a great change between school and university. Um, I mean, the school I went to was a lovely, lovely school. And I only really appreciated it as much as I should have done afterwards, later on in hindsight, um, because the teachers we had were very kind. Um, it was a it was a Christian school, but it was very um, it was just lovely. And then when I went to university, um, it was a rather it was a bit of a shock for me, really. Um, everything was different, and um, I think that. I was challenged a lot at the age of, well, it was 19 when I went. Um, I was challenged a lot um, in terms of socially and how to kind of understand how to face my immature faith at that time in the midst of quite a lot of um, anti-faith, I guess, and, and not being, not feeling very strong and not knowing exactly what I thought about everything. It was the first time that I had to ask questions that I hadn't asked before um, of myself. And so um, I was definitely, I, yes, I've, I found that very difficult. Um, but later on going back to university again, um, it, was, it was much, much easier. And somehow all the social problems weren't, weren't there anymore. I was a bit older and it was just about what I was learning and the other things, you know, I'd found my feet a bit and I was living in Bath and living with my godmother, um, who was wonderful. So, oh. Oh. <laughs> Who's your godmother? My Don't godmother is, my godmother is, uh, should I say her name? My godmother is um, Mother Sarah, who's... Ah, uh, yes, of course, of yeah. course. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, very good support. Very good support. Yeah, thanks to God, yeah. Yeah. So when when you decided to become a singer, to, I mean, I know the term singer for most people, it's probably uh, 
it doesn't necessarily has the same kind of meaning for you and for many other singers, I imagine, uh, because everybody's now after the glamour concert, big concerts and all this thing that goes with it. But, you know, this, I imagine when I say when you decide to become a singer, when, when songs, they, they become kind of reality to you. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, like, become a singer. Um, I'm not sure I have become it. I don't, I don't know if I would say I've become a singer. Um, I, this, in a way, it's sort of these, these projects that I'm doing now and the songs that I've written, um, they, it sort of fell on me in a way. And um, I don't, I wouldn't introduce myself to someone as a singer. Um, I even struggle introducing myself as a musician <laughs> because I, yeah, I, I struggle. But, um, but um, it's it, it. It was funny because at school I was always too shy to to sing. Apart from I had a couple of opportunities in the folk group when I was more free and relaxed and sort of. But I wasn't definitely wasn't a singer and and I wasn't trained um, with singing. God, um, can you imagine if you were trained? <laughs> I'm, well, just, uh, I'm just, uh, yeah, okay, carry on. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sure that real singers <laughs> can hear, can hear, you know, the, the the faults in my technique and everything like that when I sing. Um, but I, obviously, I enjoy it, and I mean, it came about through. I like, I always liked singing. I liked writing. I always liked composing, and and you know, making. Thing, new things um and and then and then it was someone else's um suggestion to me to um to to start writing these songs that i was writing um and to you know use my instruments and just yeah and, and give it a go and then and then and then the, the same person suggested that i make a cd which which because we, we have really to honor this other person, <laughs> whoever he or she is. <laughs> he, well, he salvates yeah. a, a talent. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, what kind of work you will be presenting at the festival? Um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about the, you know, the, the songs? Yeah. Um, well, I, I submitted um, three songs to the festival. Um, they're actually all songs that I had written for the, the, the first, the CD that I made. Um, but two of them I re-recorded. I did again with a slightly different arrangements. Um, but the, one of them is um, written by this mysterious person that won't be named that, that encouraged me to start this in the first place. Um, and they, they, they wrote the words which were inspired by um, Saint Sophroni actually inspired by Saint Sophroni um, and and it's a poem and I, I set that to music and then the other two um, one of them is is words by um, a bishop in France who wrote lots of kind of orthodox themed sonnets um, and it's a sonnet uh, called Narrow Way and then and I set that to music as well and then the third one um, I actually wrote the words too, but I, I sort of checked them out before setting them to, to music. And um, so that's perhaps a bit more personal, but hopefully relatable. 
um, and that's called The Voice of Love. Um, and the songs really, I mean, this all started because, um, well, I was I was attending a Greek, uh, it was the, the Greek um, GOYGB camp at the time, which was the Greek Orthodox Youth of Great Britain, which is now the St. Sophroni camp. Um, and uh, I thought about, you know, that there needed to be more songs um, in English, which had a, a, a kind of, which had orthodox words. And well, because in, you know, in, in Greece and in, in Romania and in the sort of Eastern European orthodox countries, there's a lots of music, which isn't church music, which isn't the chanting music, but it's music uh, which has, you know, deep and meaningful and truthful themes and faithful themes that you can sing around a campfire or you can sing at home. Or, and these are really beautiful songs, but there's there's not really, well, in my at the opinion at the time, there wasn't really the equivalent in English. There are some beautiful songs in English and, and faithful songs too. Um, but I wanted to kind of write some songs which could somehow fit um, into the Orthodox tradition, as it were, um, in the sense that, I mean, how do you do that? What, what does it mean to to have music that's in the spirit of orthodoxy? But I guess it meant... And contemporary, I imagine. And contemporary and, and relatable. and um, But having, you know, um, true good words for a start, which came from different sources like words of saints and um, good words, true words. And then also, I guess, in a spirit of um, peaceful and... and and hopefully, hopefully with an atmosphere of humility, though that can't really, that doesn't come from me. But I think like that's that's the, that's in the spirit of orthodoxy is, is that it, it communicates that. And um, you know, I I would never have had the courage to even write these songs if I hadn't had the blessing from the church and lots of people praying and feeling like it was a real group effort and everything to produce these songs. So. It, it definitely from the beginning wasn't an individual um you know um what do you call it an individual process effort, effort exactly. exactly yeah yeah um so, so i've heard you are a multi-talented woman uh one of them from what i heard is writing uh is this correct or i have been misinformed yeah, I don't know who the bird the bird is. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I write. That, that's probably my other thing. Well, that was my other thing was writing, so music and writing. Um, I haven't done. I mean, I'm not in any way prolific at all. I just have enjoyed it when I've done it, and um, I I did. Obviously, I did the creative writing part of my course at Bath Spa, so I was writing a lot more then, um, and. I used to write a bit more poetry or, you know, reflective pieces, reflective things. Um, Nothing sort stories or novel novels or something like that. The only uh, I did a well, I did um, I did a couple of short stories at the university. Um, I did a the one thing that was well, I had something um, put online which was a a piece about um, visiting a prison, which was kind of, I, I wrote it, um, you know, creatively, but it was a true, it was, it was based on my experience in a prison and that was um, used by a, by an ex-prisoner um, who then 
asked me to write a song to go along with um he'd done a documentary about life in prison and so there's a, i did a song as well which which is somewhere on youtube um which is yeah about about really not uh, about compassionately viewing everybody and and kind of seeing that that there are some crimes that get people in prison and and then the the rest of us have the hidden crimes that don't get us in prison but they can be just as weighty and even more so and laced with perhaps more judgment as well true 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 that is true um on the lighter touch now can you tell us a little bit more about your new life in cyprus i mean you've been there for how long um i've been here for uh, a year two years two years two years already of course the covid the covid has created a kind of uh, <laughs> a kind of time, yeah, time yeah, yeah. issue that we probably lost uh, somewhere two years of life and we can't really get them back yes um true so two years so how how do you feel about it how how is you know the the big change from uk yeah, yeah. to cyprus i imagine there are two different worlds altogether <laughs> yeah um they are very much two different worlds altogether. <laughs> um yes it was a, a big change coming here um obviously i got i got married soon after i arrived here um so the big change of moving country the big change of becoming a wife um and getting used to the climate which is is no small thing <laughs> for an english girl um uh yeah but the winters i have to say are very nice so if anyone you know is thinking of visiting cyprus um you know autumn winter spring is lovely but august don't do it <laughs> uh, but yeah. we have 30 40 degrees today so we're not very I, bad yeah in england in yeah. england yes yeah. in glastonbury yeah. 34 degrees today so i don't know how the weather is in london but in glastonbury we had 34 degrees so it's a big thing for yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and you don't have the air conditioning in every no house we don't that we have here, so. yeah. <laughs> but um you know i mean i hope uh, uh you have been climatized after two years and you know you feel the the opportunities uh, not only the obstacles because i know cyprus has a, is a country with an open heart which uh, very difficult to find in many places around the world it's a it's an it's a nice country and i like the people i had actually some of my best experiences uh through some cypriot friend <laughs> or or another is uh yeah they have been uh, some of my best friends here in uk so yeah mine too in the when i was in the uk yeah yeah so as the last question i was wondering what advice you would give to aspiring female orthodox musicians or you know generally poets musicians uh, maybe authors as well but mostly musicians and uh, and poets well firstly i'm an i'm an aspiring orthodox musician um but i think yeah i think um i would say that you you want to keep your goal in mind and i mean um i was reading the the quote of saint sophroni which said um uh, prayer is infinite creation um and it's higher than than any 
form of art or science. And I was thinking, okay, so music is, is still a wonderful, wonderful art, but prayer is even higher. So you want the music to lead people to the prayer. You want music to lead to the prayer and the prayer to lead ultimately to Christ, who's the highest aim, the highest goal. So um, I would say to, to have that in mind and, and that we as musicians and as artists in the, in the church um, should try and stay close to the church and try and pray and try and ask God always to guide everything that we're doing and creating because without him we can't do anything that will really be of any value or help to anyone and um, you know and, and to ask for other people's advice and help and and to just be not be alone in any endeavor that we take because we we're together we're a body we're a community and each one has their gift that they're contributing to the whole and so to not be alone not to be too individual but just to be yeah um part of the community and uh yeah i guess i guess that oh emma we appreciate you taking the time to tell us about yourself your work and for that we thank you very very much thank you to all of our viewers thank you for watching enjoy the rest of your day bye